The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will triumph in the works of your people. are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All about Rutgers who are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at Sons of Liberty Media.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Rotten to the Core Wednesday. And you know what? I got to tell you, uh, I've had so many uh, comments about the start of our show here using these these young people and their video that they made that people have been so encouraged by that and i told you i had an agenda with that <laughs> i did it is to drive into our minds what we're to resist what who we're to submit to and uh, so i'm glad that as being a blessing to people and encouragement to them uh in the days that we're living in if you'd like to check us out online sons of liberty radio.com and also sons of liberty media.com if you're listening by way of red state talk radio and you would like to join in the video portion of the radio show head over to sons of liberty media.com 
scroll down on the right side of the page and we are going live there <clears throat> second video down and just click onto that you can enlarge it you can also click onto the platform itself and join us in the chat we've got a lot of people in there this morning good to see everyone and uh let's see we've got all kinds of stuff uh comments going on and uh, thank you for those guys we appreciate you good morning to all you guys in the chat and up right above that is Bradley's show from yesterday uh, over at sonslibertymedia.com. You can watch that. You can also catch him live. That goes live at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central on sonslibertymedia.com. Um, if you scroll up just a little bit further than the videos there, there's a place where you can enter your email to subscribe to our newsletter. We don't rent your email, spam it, or sell it to anybody. You get one email from us a day, including the Morning Show Archive as you can see, it's right here in this scroll here for yesterday. We were talking about uh, the Gates and their divorce, and yet they want to control every aspect of the economy and the, the atmosphere and your body, but they can't hold their own family together. Uh, yeah, okay, I don't know how that's supposed to work. Anyway, <laughs> that was yesterday's show. If you agree with our message and you would like to help us, we don't ask you for money. We just tell you we have needs. And if you're able and you want to help meet those needs, we would very much appreciate it. There's a donate button at sonslibertymedia.com. It's also in your uh, video description. If you're watching by way of one of the video platforms, that is also in the video description. You can make a donation there. Or you can partner with us and become a son or daughter of liberty. That's a monthly partner. You set the amount. And uh, that comes out every month also we have a store that button is available at sonslibertymedia.com t-shirts hats coffee mugs water bottles books and dvds and there's all kinds of stuff uh in the store that uh, help equip you give good great uh, good conversation starters for you to engage those who need to hear the truth and you're able to do that through the items that we do have in the store and that helps us out a little bit too sometimes it does I think Bradley says sometimes it costs more to send it uh, than, than we make. So we may lose something on some of them. But uh, the point is, is to help you in your sphere of influence of, of where you're at in doing the work of ministry, which we've all been called to do. So with that said, we have a lot of stuff in store this morning. It's Rotten to the Core Wednesday, which means we bring on the wonderful Lynn Taylor, our Common Core Diva. Good morning, Lynn. Hello, hello. <laughs> and Lynn is always chipper, usually. She's chipper when she comes in in the morning, and uh, she may it's not be a... coffee. Is that what it is? You, you, you may not be a morning person, but you definitely pull it off better than I do. <laughs> what do we got today, Lynn? Oh, well, we're going to talk about how, how twisted the town I happen to live in is, and um, show you where you can look for it in your state or your town. All right. Again, we're talking about this kind of workforce, work prep, you know, communist worker bee kind of stuff that's tied to a global agenda. And it's being snuck in under all kinds of nice sounding patriotic freedom, all this kind of talk. And yet it's the very opposite of that. This is how the devil works as his magic is to to to, to come in in confusion. Right. And, you know, as we have said for so many uh, times, Jim, it's not just one political party. It's both of them, because in my in my town, we have both uh, parties 
fully represented in our government. And, you know, this is the administration that is saying, oh, yes, sign us up. Let's go and do all this kind of um, shifting under the citizen's nose. And nine times out of 10, it's done without even our approval. Um, Let me I know I didn't send it to you, but let me uh, share with everyone. uh, Let's see here. This is the public comments I just submitted to uh, our city. Dear Mooresville commissioners and town officials, I regret that I cannot meet with you in person this evening. My objections to the town's continued use of misuse of taxpayer funds to bankroll unconstitutional activities is too important to not bring up either live and spoken by myself or submitted online and read by someone else. Now, my goals are to inform my fellow citizens and to call you to be accountable to us, the citizens. Point number one, the National League of Cities costs us $3,500. This league is a non-government organization. And if you look into the league's platforms and action items, they are as global as can be, not local or state-minded. The league is bent on carrying out the unconstitutional alignment to the UN, not our founding framework. We, the citizens, of Mooresville should be included in what we wish to promote as a town, not some organization that does not care about our town. The same can be said for the U.S. Conference of Mayors. We pay $4,000 for that. And look at who and what backs them, and you'll see that again, the agenda is not locally minded, but globally. Point number two, by annually paying to belong to the organizations which promote ideals, not necessarily what citizens may choose to support if they were given a choice in the first place. You are, A, not informing us on what you spend our money on, and B, you're breaking your oath to office, which you swore to uphold the U.S. Constitution. For example, the League is supported by very leftist groups and tied to known Luciferians like Klaus Schwab. Do you really want Mooresville to be associated with that? I don't, and I imagine many other citizens would agree. The conference is also in full support of H.R. 1, a federal bill which would kill our freedom of speech and attack those who worship God. Again, why are you supporting that? It's immoral and unconstitutional. Do you think the majority of Mooresville would be happy knowing this? I don't think so. So quit committing treason and ask us what we want to support. Don't force it. By belonging to these types of group, you are bringing their unconstitutional leftist garbage to us without our permission. Now, that was submitted for public comment and entered on the uh, record and was read out in the meeting, and it was out there for everyone to hear and see. Okay. So I just wanted to say that, okay, I couldn't be at the meeting, so I submitted it online, but that's what I keep saying about getting local, you know? Okay, that was not a flowery speech to get them to say, oh, great, you know, she's behind us. It was to call them out, and that's what we should be doing. Well, I agree, and that's part of the the work of the church. We've talked about that before. The Mm -hmm. part of the ecclesia is to be in the gates. Um, Mm -hmm. As Jesus said, that we are to be those who are um, advancing the gates of hell, that they don't prevail against the church. And the church is supposed to be bringing that to um, the gates of our cities. We're supposed to be teaching them. Guys, this is part of the Great Commission. It's not just Jesus you know, died according to the Scriptures, was buried and raised again and ascended into heaven, and 
he calls all men to repentance and he gives of his Holy Spirit. That's, that's a big part of it. That's what the gospel declares. But Jesus also said that we're to disciple the nations, teaching them all I've commanded. And part of that resides in what the law says, what God has said about law, what he said about justice, and also what he said about education, uh, which I know, Lynn, this is the big thing that, that you get focused on is the issue of education. And week after week, I sound like a broken record, I know, but it's because we easily forget things. We, and I include me in that. Mm-hmm. And Deuteronomy 6 is very clear who the juris- who has jurisdiction in education. It is not government. It's not even really the church. It's, the, it's mom and dad. Uh, they're the ones who have the jurisdiction of education uh, in the training of their children, not the state. And, um, of course, what we find out week after week is whether it's at the local level, the state level, or the federal level, they're mm-hmm. all trying to get their hands in your kids' minds. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and show them this document. This is called the Accelerate Mooresville 2030 Plan. And this has recently resurfaced. This was written and published in November of 2020. And for those of you who cannot see it, you see um, NASCAR Tech or UTI as it's known because it's uh, UTI is based in Arizona, but they have a campus here in Mooresville and it is called NASCAR Tech. And that's, you see people working on it. Now, in this particular short report, you're going to see 24 points. Education alignment to workforce needs are two points, number nine and number 10. And in my latest article, I included an excerpt from those uh, uh, from the uh, pages of this Accelerate when it comes to education. And Tim, if you've got that and want to read that for those who cannot see it. Okay, which part am I reading? Because I'm pulling up your article here. Okay, it is the part, hang on just a second. I will be happy to point you to that. Okay, it is, um, well, let's see here. I have the excerpt. Okay, it's below the four points. It says, here's an education excerpt. Okay, here's an education excerpt. Recommendation (laughs) number nine. It is recommended that the Mooresville South Iredell Chamber of Commerce be tasked with forming the MSI Education and Workforce Alignment Council. The purpose of the council is to facilitate the alignment of the K-12 and Mitchell Community College curriculum with the real-time needs of employers. Audit the effectiveness of the council, adopt the procedures necessary to sustain the effort, and report annually to the ICEDC (laughs) comments. The town will take the lead in forming a high-level staff-driven education and workforce alignment roundtable. All these committees and councils and roundtables. Ooh, oh my. Potential Yeah, potential participants include Chamber of Commerce, Convention and Visitors Bureau, Iredell Statesville Schools, Mooresville Grade School District, Mitchell Kent Community College, Mooresville Downtown Commission, SIEDC, and Town of Mooresville staff. You know, I got to tell you, when I look at Mm -hmm. this, I'm going, this is supposed to be a town, and yet you have all this government crap. I mean, is it really necessary to have all this stuff in the first place? No, it's not. But this is one of the things that, you know, while I was making my public comments about another topic, you know, this very well applies to that. Because, again, because they're uh, members of these kinds of uh, non-government entities, these are the kinds of agenda that they're bringing to your town. So it's not just my town. It's going to be 
anywhere, if your town belongs to the Conference of Mayors or the National League of Cities. Uh, of course, if your governor is in on the National Governors Association, we know that they own half the copyright to the Common Core state standards. So, of course, this kind of garbage is going to be woven in. But, you know, in the article, I share with you that this workforce shift has is not new in North Carolina. It's been around since at least 1999. Now, if you look at the timetable for when Common Core rolled out, it was probably around 2008, 2009. So a good 10 years before Common Core in the state of North Carolina, we had this workforce shift. But if you look at other states around the nation, you'll find out that, you know, some of them predate 1999 when it comes to the shift in education, like Minnesota, they were 1985. And um, you could, you know, just go back and look. But um, yeah, now let me explain the SICDC stands for South Iredale Community Development Corporation. The ICEDC stands for Iredale County Economic Development Corporation, okay? Now, usually community development and economic development are part of your local government and not a corporation. But yet here in my county, they've turned them into corporations, and that means you've entered into public-private partnerships. And a lot of what this particular Accelerate Morseal plan will do, Tim, is it is going to increase the amount of public-private partnerships that deal not only with education, but with almost every aspect of your life. Well, that's what fascism looks to do, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it absolutely is. And we, you absolutely. know, it's interesting. We've talked about this. It's amazing to me mm-hmm. that some people still don't get it. They still think America is what it once was. It's completely changed over into a socialist, fascist kind of mixture in what it's doing in practice. Okay, in, in practice, mm-hmm. that's what it's become. And uh, and you've been showing us education has really been the big vehicle they've been using to do a lot of this. Right. Absolutely. Now, uh, if you would, let's go to the Iredell County Economic Development Corporation's website, because I want folks to see um, the PDF that they have in there. And I believe, let's see here, if you, I think it's, I'm trying to remember, Tim. All right. If you scroll down and you see where it says click here. Yes. Yeah, if you'll go there, that's a PDF, and in that PDF, you will see, you, if you keep scrolling, you'll see where they are talking about um, how to align education, all their key points, and then it tells you, all right, if you'll go over to Impact, you see where the cap and gown is? Yes. If you'll, if you'll read that for folks, please. Yeah, launched a comprehensive uh, workforce development effort resulting in engagement of 23 schools and over 10,000 students with Edge Factor, whatever that is, and became a certified act-work-ready community with 156 supporting employers and 8,232 uh, national career readiness certificates. Now, okay, see, here's the thing that gets me, Lynn. Mm-hmm. They use these terms, act-work-ready community. Every community's already work-ready. I mean, if you got a body, you're work ready. If you have a if you have a mind uh, that's that's been trained in the basics, you should be work ready. This this doesn't require all this other stuff. This, but it, that's not what the goal is. The yeah, goal is to have you 
be barely educated in academics and totally skill-based. Now, the reason why Mooresville has become known as an act work-ready community is because, as I have mentioned before on this show and others, the act company owns uh, several high-stakes assessments, and one of those is called the Work Keys. And we've talked about that one before, and I tried to find the video that uh, you heard the employer from the state of Georgia going, you know, if you don't have the uh, Work Keys assessment credentials, don't even come to my place of business for a job because you're not going to get one. And, you know, we've talked about it. If you can't get a job, how are you going to feed your family? You know, that sort of thing. But um, there is a short two-minute video. This is out of the state of Kansas, and this is about promoting uh, people to take the work keys. And let me point out, work keys, if you don't get it in your public school system, and let's say you're a homeschool student, you will get it when you go to apply for a job. Okay, so, we want to watch this video? Yes, please. I want folks to, to hear how they're promoting this. All right, here it comes. Hello, Amanda from the Workforce Centers of South Central Kansas. Today, I wanted to provide a brief overview of the WorkKeys NCRC, which is also known as the National Career Readiness Certificate. You may have heard of some employers recommending or requiring this certificate. It's a great way to validate your skills, and it's an asset to your resume. It will test you over applied math skills, locating information, and workplace documents. There are several levels to the certificates, bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. And each employer has a different certificate you must attain in order to potentially be hireable if they require it. This is an example of the gold certificate. It is provided by ACT, so it is transferable throughout the United States and recognized. If you would like to sign up for the Work Keys test, we'd encourage you to actually speak with the workforce professional to get registered for the practice environment first. And then you can sign up for the work keys at www.workforce-ks.com and register for a time to take the proctored exam. It does generally take about three or so hours to complete the exam. And then you would receive your certificate and be able to add it to your resume. If you have any particular questions about the testing process or how to get a practice account or register for the proctored exam, please reach out to us. Of course, if you obtain employment as well, we'd love to hear of your success stories. So please let us know. If you're interested in hearing more about the services that we have and other tutorials and workshops that we're providing to help you become successful in your job search, please subscribe to our channel and follow our Facebook. We'll be uploading more of these videos that provide general information about our services as well as workshops. Thank you. Have a good day.
Well, that was very professionally done. Um, I, you know, I, she wants to know about success stories. Okay, let me let me give you one. Um, and I, I consider success as you do your job, you do your job, or you run your business uh, to honor and glorify God. That's what you do. And okay, so I'm going to give you my success story, Miss uh, Kansas Work Keys person. <clears throat> I haven't had any of this stuff, and somehow I've been able to adapt to various jobs and businesses that I've had and working for myself in a variety of ways at different ages of my life. I've been able to adapt to those things and to grow from those things. And I didn't have your special act certificate to do it. This is this is just amazing to me that they think, Lynn, this mm-hmm. is a better form of education than the way we've done things for for decades and 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 by the way i'm not even saying that that the way i was educated was the best way either it's in a public indoctrination center too right right but i get your point you know there are millions of us who didn't have to go take a test just to go get a job but this is the way the system is working now i can tell you since i have been out and about um i can tell you uh you have states where it's like North Carolina, where it's a, a right to work state, you go to Georgia, and as you enter each county, you will probably see a metal sign up on the side of the road that says we are a work ready county. That means they're tied into this system, this act system. Um, and you, you know, look in your state, I'm not picking on any one of these states, because they're all in all this mess. But now, um, in that particular uh, PDF that we just looked at, if you didn't notice it down at the bottom, there were all kinds of sponsors and, and partners in this. And one of them, and I've done an article on it, and I put it in uh, this latest article, is called the GIGA Data Center. And that is a huge uh, data per- participant in um our town, as well as connected to big tech and big data and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they will be tied in with IBM and Apple and Microsoft and all the big other tech gurus out there. So they're known as, uh, they are called a SAP or a student achievement partner. So that's how they're involved in a lot of this as well. Um, and I've got articles for that embedded as well. But I wanted to point out, it's not just the Accelerate The other day I picked up a newspaper and, you know, I'm looking through it, trying to figure out, okay, is there anything that I really need to see beyond what I picked up the newspaper for? And I was about to, you know, throw it in the recycle bin when I happened to look at the uh, classified ads. And in the classified ads, okay, I've got them highlighted for us. All right, but I'm going to read them to you so you can see that that is actually Uh, For real, not something I made up because I don't do that. Um, This is from Wednesday, April 28, 2021. Public notice to private slash homeschool administrators. Now, for all those people who keep telling me that, you know, I'm full of you know what, because, oh, this will never hit a homeschooler. I'm fixing to show you that, you know, yeah, here's some more evidence. In accordance with federal law, 300.134 and as a process of developing the IDEA Part B federal grant, 
Each year, the Department of Exceptional Children schedules a time to meet with private homeschool administrators to provide information regarding proportionate share of federal funds available to serve parentally placed private homeschool children with disabilities and to provide consultation regarding how those funds are used. Representatives of private homeschools located in Iredale Statesville School Attendance Zone are invited to schedule a time to meet with the executive director, and they give you the time and the date. All right, here's another one. Public notice. The Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, or the IDEA, Public Law 108-446, is, um, there's a project that is presently being amended. The project describes the special education programs that the Mooresville Graded School District proposes for federal funding for the 21-22 school year. Interested persons are encouraged to review the amendments to the project and make comments concerning the implementation of special education under this federal program. All comments will be considered prior to submission of the amended project to the North Carolina Department of Public Instruction in Raleigh, North Carolina. And then there's another one that's uh, for a federal education grant. So these are things that are being advertised in my local paper uh, as a public notice because this is what they'll do. They'll take this stuff, they'll put it in a newspaper and then claim that they've let the whole public know when probably nine-tenths of the population don't even know that the um, doesn't even know that that's in there. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. I, you know, we've got some comments in the in the chat about things that's going on there in North Carolina, and I feel your pain because every time I cross over there, it's a it's like a completely different world that's going on just across the line in North Carolina than it is South Carolina right now. But with this stuff right here, mm-hmm. again, we go back to an issue of two different mindsets. You've got one that is wanting this communist-style worker be workforce kind of thing, uh, you know, cookie-cutter kind of workers. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're another brick in the wall, as Pink Floyd would sing it. Right. It, that's what they want, and yet the Bible gives us something different. It, there's nothing wrong with a person working for somebody. That's a good thing. Uh, but there's also the encouragement to, to entrepreneurship, too. Whatever you're fine, the, the book of Ecclesiastes tells us, whatever you find to do with your hands, do it with all your might. The Bible tells us that whatever we do, whether we eat or drink, and including working or starting a business or whatever we do, we're to do for the glory of God. And yet, that is that is nowhere to be found in this global agenda for education. It is merely to be... Um, you know the the worker bee. That is it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, and it is for the glory of the inbred elites or whatever for their their benefit. It's not for the benefit of the people and for the glory of God. And I think that's really at least where we're coming from. That is the substantial difference of whether it's going to be successful or whether it's not. And it's obviously not going to be successful. It hasn't been successful in other countries and other time periods, and it's not going to be successful here either. No, and make no mistake, those idea, those idea funds, part of that will go into the workforce readiness for the special needs community, too. So, you know, when I say that no choice is going to, to be exempt from all this, I'm serious. I mean, the evidence is out there, but, you know, you can only bury your head in the sand for so long before, you know, you, you just, you're not going to escape it. 
Yeah, well, this is yeah, and this is the thing. We go back again to the the Tenth Amendment um, Mm -hmm. that the feds are not supposed to have any say so, be funding, give any guidelines, any of this stuff for education, and yet all of this stuff you're talking about that's happening locally is coming from the feds and and ultimately from the UN and, and other organizations as well. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you know, a public notice to entice your private and homeschool families to come take federal funds. Yeah, that is absolutely encroaching because part of that is going to absolutely bring in uh, and that violates the Fourth Amendment. They're going to come into your home because you've taken the money and check up on you. But now there's something else that I want to tie into this as well. And this is resource number six, Tim. If you'll go to that article, there are 10 agenda points. And this was written back in uh, 2015. So here we are six years later, I believe, or, uh, you know, it's early in the morning. My math is not as great as it probably could be. But here we are in 2021. And I wrote this back in 2015. And it is the 10 agenda points for uh, career pathways, which a lot of this uh, work keys and workforce alignment gives you, okay? Um, Tim, if you will be so kind as to read that uh, for those who cannot see it. Yeah, according to the network's uh, website, there are 10 agenda points for POS, and that doesn't mean what some people think it is. (laughs) Uh, Programs (laughs) of study. study. (laughs) Yeah. For career pathways. So every time a student takes a CP course, you'll know these 10 are woven into it. Number one is legislation and policies. In other words, from federal, state, and local levels. Number two, partnerships. More P3s or public-private partnerships. Number three, professional development. Career tech alignment courses. Number four is accountability and evaluation systems. More data mining. Number five, college and career readiness standards, more common core disguised as not CCSS. Six, course sequences, aligning the track between secondary and post-secondary schools. Number seven is credit transfer agreements, keeping the alignment accountable. Number eight, guidance counseling and academic advertising. Can't have trained workers without trained guidance. (laughs) Number nine, teaching and learning strategies more project-based collaborative learning, and number 10, technical skills assessments, assessments from federal, state, and local levels. Again, you know, look, I I know that the states, at least the southern states, took on this education thing as a result of what the North did following the War of Northern Aggression stuff. I, I know that. I get it. But the feds do not have any, there's no authority for them. At least with the states, some of them can say, well, we do have it in our constitution, okay? I get that. It's not really their jurisdiction, but and that's something that needs to be fixed. But the feds don't have any say-so in that, and yet they're all throughout this stuff, land. Right. Well, well, the reason I wanted to bring up those 10 agenda points was because in this Accelerate Mooresville plan, all 10 of those are absolutely in our faces uh, with those. And so, again, since this is happening in all states, uh, you can, you know, look at your state, look at your town, look at what they're getting into, look at what groups they belong to. Well, let's 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 take something else. There was a comment made okay. here, and I think it's a pretty good comment. Uh, Diane okay. says the whole thing ties in with the people not wanting to return to work because they make more on unemployment. Another way to get them to accept everything the government dishes out, and I can't agree more 
because that is the way things are being set up. I was watching um, oh an interview yesterday with something about this and how the how all these things were being put together in the the workforce and how you're getting the UBIs to come in, the universal basic income for people who don't know what that is, uh, to, to pitch that out. Then you get the government start steadily giving you a diet of checks that start coming to you, uh, i.e. COVID relief. And by the way, that was happening by the guy who said it wasn't a socialist country and by the guy who's in there who's usurped the office as well. So it's not that don't don't give me your Republican Democrat stuff, folks. It just doesn't work. OK, both of them are doing we're doing it. And they're they're getting the people ready for that steady diet of rationing of money towards you. And right now it might seem like it's okay because your dollar still has a little bit of value. <laughs> but when it doesn't have any value, how good's that going to be for you? And if all your your learning is geared towards whatever particular job they want to squeeze you into, um, how's that going to work when they're in a job? that you've been trained for. I mean, it looks to me like they get you coming and going, Lynn, and then when you pile on top of that, any kind of a digital dollar system that would come into play in that, it gets even more that you're you're kicked out of the system if you don't mm-hmm. fit exactly what, they, what they're wanting in there. Right. Well, out of um, uh, Jeff Rifkin's book, The End of Work, it does talk about how uh, the digital and the tech is going to basically take all our jobs and that we will just be these um, workers for the state. Now, here is one of the things, and I don't have the exact page, but in I think it's near the closing of the book, he will tell you that the way the government is going to pull it off. And this was written back in 1995, by the way. OK, but he tells you in, I think, towards the end of the book, that the way this is going to happen is that because uh, you are a, you, because you are government funded on everything and because you no longer have um, a job to earn money by, you can take and do uh, free labor for your community. And it's going to be called volunteering. And look at the number of federally funded volunteer programs we have now for all ages. I'm not talking just just kids. Hey. I'm talking uh, senior citizens and. Hang on, there, there there's there's just such a there's such a problem with that government funded voluntary mm-hmm. program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm just saying, government using money to fund a voluntary program. Yeah, I, I, if it's voluntary. Why are we having to put any money into it to organize it and do all this other stuff? If it's voluntary, can't the people do that apart from government? See, this is, but I think this is part of the thing. I think this is where the church has lost its saltiness. If there's volunteer programs to be done in the community, it's to be done by the church. If it's the poor that has to be taken care of, it should be the church taking care of them. If it's, Uh I mean, and where the church has abandoned that, there's a vacuum created. Who's going to feel that best? The tyrants, the government, feeding the beast. I I see all this as linked together, mm-hmm. Lynn. I mean, when when we don't do our duty, what are we leaving open for the state to come in and say, "We'll fill that spot"? Yep. 
Well, here, here's Rifkin's words, and this is in the postscript. Now, this uh, re- remember, this was written in 1995, long before Trump got into office, long before Biden got into office, long before the World Economic Forum said by 2030, you're not going to own anything, you're not going to you know, have a job or anything like that. This is what he said. The opportunity now exists to create millions of new jobs in the third sector, the civil society, freeing up the labor and talent of men and women no longer needed in the market or government sectors to create social capital in neighborhoods and communities will cost money. Taxing a percentage of the wealth generated by the new information age economy and redirecting it into neighborhoods and communities of the country. Now, if you'll look at Biden's American Family Plan, he's going to do what? He's going to tax all the big corporations more than they've ever been taxed before. He's going to use it to create a universal preschool and skill-based education. All right. Now, here's where he talks about who's going to benefit from all this free labor that the community is about to get because you no longer have a paying job. The potential for a new third force in American life exists, but not has, has not yet been galvanized into a mainstream social movement. It consists of 89 million Americans, one out of every two adults, who will give an average of four or more hours of their time each week, serving in more than one million nonprofit organizations that make up the sprawling civil society. So everybody's <laughs> going to go nonprofit to pull this off. And, you know, yeah. you brought up the thing about Gates getting divorced. I don't have any proof of this, but under this new family tax plan, those who are extremely wealthy, if they're married, are going to receive a stiff penalty for being married. So what better sense would it be than to take the two richest idiots in the world and have them divorced so that they cannot be married so that they don't have to have that stiff penalty? But here's the thing. The stiff penalty is not going to bother them because it's chump change. Yeah. Well, you know, Bill Gates has to have every dime he has so that he can get to zero carbon footprint. And that's his goal, which means... I mean, if you're if if you're really going to do that, that means you're going to cut off your own head, literally, because you can't be breathing, you but can't be rotting, you can't be doing anything, or you're leaving a carbon footprint. But, but here's the thing: uh, two days before he announces his divorce, okay, it hits on at least on social media that there's proof that Xerox is the creator of the Windows software, not Bill Gates. So he has lied to us. Of course. Oh, surprise, surprise, over even the computer stuff. I, so- well, that's what I've said. And anybody that paid attention, you know, there was a there was a film that came out, I don't know how many years ago, it had uh, the guy who was very popular when I was a teenager. Uh, he was in Dead Zone. Michael Anthony Hall or something. I don't know what it is. He has blonde, curly hair. And there was another guy... And they were playing Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. And they were telling the story of what went on. And Bill Gates was a snake, man. I mean, just everything he... I mean, Steve Jobs was the real deal. He actually knew stuff. And he had he had a mindset of how he wanted to do things. And Gates was just grabbing and getting anything he could get and putting it together to, to you know, be on top. And, and even when Jobs did really well... He came to him and basically says, "Yeah, but I control all this," and, uh, well, and it was an it was an inferior product. Now it's gotten better. I'm not going to say it's not gotten better. I use a Windows product, but at the same time, to understand how a lot of that stuff came is exactly what you're saying there. Yeah, but you know, Jobs was not 
guilt-free over this workforce shift. I mean, if you look at what his widow is supporting in education, it is to redesign schools to be nothing but workforce prep factories. So it's not just Gates. It's it's not just him. I mean, and think about IBM. Well, they've been sinister for years. I mean, it was their data mining that filled the concentration camps. It was their data mining that sped up the apartheid that is in Africa. Sure. Sure. And, yeah. And, and now they're coming after our kids. Yep. That's exactly and right. Us. And that's and why us. that's why this information is so important that you bring, mm-hmm. Lynn, because if, if we can bring it to and tie it into things like that where people can see, oh, this has more ramifications than just hey, they're gonna get a diploma, they're not gonna get a diploma, they're gonna have this kind of training or that train kind of training. When you bring the real big picture into this, I think it helps people see just how serious this issue of education is. Well, think about, and thank you for that, but think about uh, the lady from Kansas. She was talking about, you know, you had gold, silver, and bronze levels of certificates. Uh, The higher the color of your certificate, the more places you can work. And oh, by the way, it can follow you wherever you go because it's one of those stackable uh, credentials that will digitally badge you that you can take with you wherever you go so if you don't always want to live in kansas and you want to move to somewhere else you can take that credential with you it just means they're going to track you but there is another article that i wrote back in 2016 i believe it is that didn't use the olympic style colors like bronze silver and gold but it used colored belts it's called the six sigma system. And I have that article for you as well. That'll be in the archives. But uh, think about the karate classes that you that you've seen your kids go to or that you've gone to where you have, you know, the different colored belts. That's what this six six Sigma system does. And it is based off of an international credentialing organization. So this is not just an American problem. This is not just a Mooresville, North Carolina problem. This is to meet the sustainable development goals of number four and number eight and unite them. And that's the whole goal. Now, number four is quality education for all. Number eight is decent work for all. But again, this has nothing to do with your personal prowess in the classroom, nor your personal preference as to a job. It is to put you through a system that assigns you that job before you're even ready for a job. And that's where it slots you. So all these slots that we're seeing, no matter if they use colors or belts or Olympic medals or or whatever, it's to slot you. And that was what Rifkin was bringing up when he was talking about the new civil society. Okay. Let's, let's, let's get to something here. Cause we're short on time. Sure. People who want to deal with this in their local communities, cause this is what we're talking about. You know, their what? city or their County council or their school board or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. What are the, what are some practical things they look for when the, when these meetings gather together, that they can speak out on. Well, first of all, before you ever get to the meeting, do your homework. Look at the line-by-line city budget. Look at the different committees. Look at your economic development plans. Is it a corporation or is it still part of the government? If it's a corporation, then you can look at all the companies that are in bed with all this kind of stuff. Start going to the meeting. Start looking at the curriculum. Start understanding how much money is poured into things like STEM and career tech education and all this work 
workforce alignment. Speak up about it. Then once you've done your homework, you can go to those meetings or you can submit online comments if they're not having a meeting because of COVID. Uh, You can have a well put together statement. Okay. All right. Uh, Is there other things that people can do? They can absolutely, like uh, if you find these advertisements and it says, you know, go make comments or go look at the stuff, go. Don't be so busy that you just put your head in the sand. Go, speak out. And even if you're the only one who is opposed, at least that comment or that opposition will be duly noted and passed along. And somewhere along the way, there's going to be someone who sees that objection and goes, wait a minute. So it's kind of like the video that you open with. You're doing that to be a consistent encouragement. This is to be a consistent voice saying no, because somewhere along the line, you will get someone to say, wait a minute, they've seen that and this is what's going on. I don't want to be a part of that. And you gain momentum. Don't do this alone. Do this with like-minded people, because if you do it alone, they see you coming, you'll be picked off. Yeah. Well, if you have to do it alone, do it alone. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but you're alone. right. Oh, I'm not saying don't do it. But yep. yeah, if you the have more to, have the to. more people that you can get on mm-hmm. your side when you go and approach this, uh, the better off you are. And I'm sure right. for a lot of people, especially those who are listening to this show, you've got at least one or two families around you that have a like mindset or they're close. They could at least join with you on this particular issue. And right. you take and you show that momentum in a show of force, if you will, by the numbers that you take out uh, that to make the people here, those who work for you, and also to remind them of their place, that it is not their jurisdiction to be doing this in the first place. It's not their jurisdiction. It's not their authority to do it. It's which yours is, to determine yeah, these things. Yeah, which is why I made those public comments. It's not their jurisdiction. Right. It absolutely is not. Right. All right. So... Are any of these people, let me ask this question, are any of these mm-hmm. people at these local levels, and I'm sure they are, are they getting kickbacks from promoting this at all? Or have you run into people who are getting kickbacks for this? Or are they just caught up in the in the uh, propaganda that's being put out and they're just pushing it on down? I don't have any proof of kickbacks. It would not surprise me. But I do know that they have been so indoctrinated with this agenda by belonging to all these groups that are pushing this kind of stuff that they're helping spread the Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. I figured that that's the case. But uh, but Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's somebody at certain points that are getting some kind of kickbacks uh, for advancing it, this kind of stuff. It especially would not if, surprise me. Yeah, especially if there's federal money involved, that always is going to have not only strings tied to it, it's going to have the corruption that goes with it as well. Well, one of the things that I have found that's so objectionable is that you're you're wanting to raise my taxes to pay for pay for memberships to groups that, first of all, you don't tell me our town belongs to, that I have to find out on my own. And second of all, what those groups are are supporting. Because if you go and you look at the websites and you look at what their initiatives are, you will find that nine times out of 10, there's going to be something about economy and there's going to be something about education. And as we have said before, Tim, several, several times, um, our government, be it at a local, state, or federal level, has has made the message very clear that they care more about money than they do people. 
Oh, I, I, there's no doubt that that's the case. <laughs> there's no doubt that that's the case right. at all. Right. So, Absolutely. okay. So we, we push into that. Now there's some other things too, and I do <laughs> want to encourage people who are out there, you know, if you can go and you can be on your local school board or your local county council or city council or something like that, and you have a desire to change something, maybe that's because God's put that desire on your heart. Uh, go and be a part of that. Be the change that you want to, to, to take place. Some people mm-hmm. have callings for that. That's great. I hope other pe- I hope they will respond to that. Because if you see a problem, don't point to me and say, hey, go take care of that. I got this guy messaging me night and day uh, that I, I'm just ignoring. I'm just going to let him know that. Uh, because he wants me to deal with somebody else's writing or so, whatever, whatever somebody else is putting out. And I'm like... You have a desire for that. Why don't you address that? Oh, no, no, I can't do that because they're liars and blah, 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 blah. Okay, quit making excuses. Be a man. Man up and go go deal with your brother. If you think that they're in the wrong, follow Matthew 18. Go deal with your brother. But you don't. But people don't do that. So I'm going to encourage people, if you've got that kind of desire, that's there because God's given it to you to be the solution in, in the midst of it. We had uh, Brandon Taylor on. You know, he's a... a a pastor in Tennessee, and yet he had a desire to see some things change. So he didn't really know what to do, but took some steps forward, dealing with some county commissioners and stuff like that. I invited them into the home, got to know them, uh, pitched to them, Second Amendment sanctuary cities, uh, some other kinds of ideas for legislation that would protect liberty. And guess what he got? He got victory in every in every instance that he went forward in he got a victory in it and so it just takes people who are willing to do that and i want to encourage people who have those kind of desires to follow those desires god's put them in there for a good purpose use them for his glory absolutely man we got about a minute and a half here uh Mm -hmm. you want to close out with a final thought and then tell people where they can find out more about you Oh, okay. Well, final thought is I will be going to these uh, particular meetings and looking at this idea of federal funding that's at a local level, and I will hopefully be able to follow up on what happens. You can find me on commoncordiva.com. I do have a donate button there, and you are not uh, forced to donate unless you just want to financially bless what I do. But I will have an opportunity to go to Virginia in late June and speak to a conference of teachers. So there is that need out there. If you cannot financially support me, then prayer support is urgently needed as we all need to uplift each other. You can find me on Twitter at Common Cordiva. You can find me on Facebook. U.S. Parent Call to Action and uh, Common Cordiva. You can find me on MeWe, USA.life. You can find me on localactivist.org, which is a part of the Citizens for Free Speech. And you can find me on Breaking News Journal TV on Roku and Amazon. And real quickly, you and Suzanne are doing some stuff together, right? Yes, we are. Um, It's on... I cannot call the name of uh, Brighton, I believe, is Brighton. what she has. Okay. A, yes, <laughs> she has that. And we're known as the Liberty Bells, and we're supposed to do a show tomorrow morning. So, woohoo! <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I think it's great that you and Suzanne from the chat, you guys uh, see Suzanne in there. Uh, she's a mm-hmm. contributor at, at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And Lynn are working together. So this has been great in the process that we're bringing people together. They're spinning off and using their own ministry gifts to do what they're doing. Guys, 23 hours will be back with you, 6 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow, Lord willing. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Adios.